welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I am glad to be back. Robin, shout out. Love you, girl. Thank you so much for filling in last week. Um, Alex, are you chilly? I'm a little cold right now. <laughs> He's got his arms inside his sleeves. Oh, yes. Uh, his welcome. Yes. Uh, welcome, Pastor Alex. Yo. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah. Liam just got a photo. Maybe no. Uh, I, I was low-key looking for either. There's a blanket right over there. Look by the. That's your blanket, <laughs> Yo, You got your Potter. You can wear his No, that's okay. I'm, oh, yeah. I promise you, I'll be all right. It's, <laughs> also, my, it's my decision to drink iced coffee when it's this cold. That's too. true. You're going to be dumb. You got to be tough. No, I'm just kidding. That's wisdom. I didn't mean to start uh, Very that profound. That's all right. Uh, anyway, you're, oh my gosh, you're not dumb. Okay. Hi, Pastor Ryan as well. <laughs> hey, Sally. <laughs> Uh, I'm thank you for you having me, Sally. Oh, okay, thank you for coming. So happy. it's a blessing to be here. I, it really is. I praise the Lord. Um, so let's jump into story time because we've got lots of stories. It's been a busy few days, mm-hmm. like crazy busy. It's been awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been amazing. So, um, what do you guys have? Yeah, it's been uh, like you said, crazy nonstop. <laughs> yeah. um, it it is awesome. It is um, good. But it's also nice to to lay in your bed at night, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, after uh-huh. these things. But mine is um, Liam snapped a picture. It's very, <laughs> it's very distracting <laughs> to me right now. Sorry. Mine was last night. Not a lot of people know this, but we have the end of our marriage class, yes. and uh, we did it for four weeks. And last night it was really cool because what we did was a um, an acoustic worship night for just the people in the class. I counted. There was about about fifty five to sixty people there, somewhere That's in awesome. there, and uh, and it was really a really sweet moment. And um, we opened it up and said, really, this is, we want it to be a chill environment. Just you're free to worship however you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Sally and Brandon mm-hmm. led the worship. Alex put it all together and, and led a Devo at the end there too. And I don't know. I just, I just wanted to say about that. Like, I just appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate our church. I love our, our staff and our church because I don't, I don't remember having an opportunity like that other than our night of mm-hmm. worships to just sit back with my wife and, not do anything, you know what I'm saying? And just take it in and worship. And um, all throughout the night, Brandon and Sally kind of encouraged us, take some time in the stillness and pray for Mm -hmm. one another. Alex um, Alex uh, encouraged us to do that at the end. And you forget forget how good that is, Mm -hmm. you know? busyness of life kids all that mm-hmm. stuff you 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 miss those moments mm-hmm. and just to be able to sit and rest amongst other married couples and just pray for one another i can just imagine um the lord was proud last night mm-hmm. you know that's the feeling i kept getting i was like that he is receiving our worship and i i just think he had his hand on the church last night so i just want to say thank you to you guys um it was incredible um it was a moment that i will personally never forget and just seeing these couples just worship together, arms around each other, praying together, tears are in there, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even anything um, dramatic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just acoustic set and singing praises. So mm-hmm. yeah. that was my thing. And um, I thought too, like the this is where the strength of our church is. Mm-hmm. If we took what happened last night into the rest of this church, I mean, wow, it, that's 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 a picture of a healthy church. Mm-hmm. Married couples worshiping together, not afraid to pray not afraid to share and confess mm-hmm. and not afraid to worship um, it was a sweet moment for me no yeah. i'm super honored to be part of last night as well yeah. it was uh it was it was just beautiful and um like i say even though it's just 60 people at the end of the day like it's 60 or 30 couples you know 30 families <laughs> like that will still make a difference you know um in our church absolutely um and things that like happened last night was just like um we, we truly believe this as a staff, as a church, but like 
the Lord restores marriages here. Yeah. Um, and so um, just to see that. And uh, I, before last night, I was just feeling like Lord, the Lord is going to heal. The Lord is going to restore. The Lord is going to yeah. reconcile. Um, and the Lord is going to bless, yeah. you know. Um, and so it was it was a, a special, special time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, thank you for yeah, just trusting us to <laughs> to do what we do, you know. Yeah. So absolutely, I, f- I feel the same way. It was um, so yesterday was our, our it was our seventh wedding anniversary, yeah. and so the fact that we that's where we were on that night was mm-hmm. very significant for us because we kept talking about like year seven, like this mm-hmm. is a big deal. It's the mm-hmm. Lord's number. It's a holy number. Like <laughs> this is awesome. Um, and so we had already just felt so good about that. And then when we came to the realization of like where we would be, that we'd be worshiping together on that night, it was special in and of itself, wow. leading couples, married couples. And mm-hmm. that, you know, because of what we've experienced in marriage, even in our short seven years of being married, um, seeing what the Lord can do has given us a big heart to see yep. marriages restored and reconciled and forgiveness take place and grace happen and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, when you think about it, like, no, if you're in a room of married people, you know that there there's hurt there. Wow. It's where our deepest hurts happen, you know, is within our marriages. It's the people that we trust the most. Mm-hmm. So it's the people that hurt us the most, honestly, you know, and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. if if you have, yep. you know, any kind of offense take yeah. place. And so there is always a vulnerability amongst married couples because you're all in a room and you're like, none of us have this perfect mm. marriage. We've all been through some stuff. And so anyway, it was just sweet to think um, and just to see, you know, again, what you guys have said, um, you know, husbands wrap their arms around their wives. Yep. And even for like, so after we were done, you know, Brandon, he looked at me, he was like, can you believe we're here? You know, like, that's how I felt. Can you believe yeah. that we're here right now? And um, I, no, I can't, you mm-hmm. know, I really can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, there were times in our marriage that it was like, how does this how does this end up mm-hmm, <laughs> where yeah. does this go where do we mm-hmm. go from here and to see what the lord has done and because this is a place of restoration for people and for marriages i mean i remember charlie said that I, i'll i'll say this the rest of my life he said that one night um like when he had come in for a night of worship or something he was like this is a house of restoration mm-hmm. and i mean i could have just leapt i was like yes like mm-hmm. he put words to how i how i have wow. felt about us being here that it is a place of restoration so the fact that we could actually <laughs> oh, amazing. I was like, be what a leading worship though. in the place where yeah. we were can we restored. take a snippet mm. real quick out of that yes. so again like just to know how grand the lord is yes we as as new river family we can say all that we can say New River is a house of restoration. New River is a house of restoration. But to also see outside people come in. Yes. And say it. And say it. That's the confirmation of the Holy Spirit that this is what he has poured into this church to anoint this church, to bless this church Mm -hmm. as one of the mantles of this church. Mm -hmm. Right. That that this is an oasis for people that are so broken in relationship with Mm -hmm. one another that the Lord can do the impossible, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that to me is so profound what you just said too. Mm -hmm. Um because, you know, like Charlie being from another house as far yeah. as another church coming in and saying that. It's just, again, confirmation. Yes. And he's not the only one. I've heard other people from Absolutely. other churches as well. well. I would say, too, um, married couples for sure, but restoration in general. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. you, there's a lot of people that have struggled with some crazy things here, you know, in yep. our staff, mm-hmm. in the yep. church. And no one's excluded from burdens and yep. pain and fear. And so even like last night for me when, when you said, Brandon said, I can't believe we're here. I don't know his his meaning for that, but I felt the same thing. It's like, 
this can't almost be real. Like we are, we're in a place where I just felt so ministered to. Mm -hmm. And when you lead so much, we all lead in different ways, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I just wanted to stop. I just want to be ministered to. Mm -hmm. So that's the presence I Mm -hmm. felt last night from you guys. It's like, thank you that we have a church that we can go to, that we can be a part of, that we can even work at, but still come and sit and be ministered Mm -hmm. to and have our heart feel rest, you know? It doesn't feel miserable to work here. Like, we love to be here, you know, and uh, because Jesus is here and we are all seeking Jesus, so we're all in one union in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so that's why the Lord just continues to just pour out on us. It's, it's, uh, I feel tired, but not depleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not empty things that we're doing. So it's like, I can have a tired body, but my soul is so filled up. Like, my spirit is like full to the measure right now of just, um, I mean, everything. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just, you know, I, I'll share this briefly, too. And I'd spoken with someone over the weekend, and um, even in their marriage, it, it doesn't look good. And so I just asked, what can I, what do you want, what, what do I need to be praying for for you? Mm. And this person said, I, I'm not done. I'm not giving up on it. Let's go. And on. I thought, this is a house of restoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Then I'm in it with you. And yep. This is what we're going to pray for, that there yep. will be restoration. And I love that you said that, too, because it, as people are listening to this, one of the most simple things that you can do really is to invite someone into this atmosphere. Yeah. You know, yep. if you see a couple that's um, hurting or struggling, yeah. just get them here. Like, that's yeah. really oh, it. Yeah. You know, um, I love it. An, an oasis. You just bring them and then yep. let them drink. Let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit yep. will do. Um, but anyway, wow. I just, it was it was a beautiful night. Thank you guys beautiful for leading night. that. I mean, I, even when I heard that yeah, you guys were said, doing yeah. another clap, when you said yes to do this, I mean, that is significant. Like, I, even when it started a few weeks ago, things were already busy. So it was like, I, I really thought, wow, I can't believe you're doing a class. Like, I that's a night out thing. of the week. <laughs> that's a yeah, night I mean, out of the week. But I mean, yeah. what fruit, what beauty that you guys would pour yeah, out. Yeah, y'all set it up for us for sure. Absolutely. That's what, so Sal and I were just talking right before we came in, and it's like, um, and this is, I'm not comparing. Yeah. But it's like, I, I just imagine what Jesus felt when he went from town to town to town teaching, yeah. being pulled in every different direction. Hey, Jesus, can you do this miracle? Hey, Jesus, mm-hmm. do this. Hey, I just want to meet you. I just want to touch you. I'm mm-hmm. sure he was just worn slap mm-hmm. out. Yep. And that's when it hit me last night. I told Sally, it's like, but he did it and he, he accepted the the weight and the mm-hmm. tiredness, if that's mm-hmm. the right language there, mm-hmm. because he knew that he was saving souls. Yep. And that far outweighed his personal mm-hmm. feelings. And again, I'm not comparing, but it's almost like I... If I was super transparent, it was like, are you serious? But then mm-hmm. it's like, no, I mean, this is the Lord's calling us to do yeah. that class specifically. Yeah. And 91 people registered, and then we had an average of about 60 to 70 per thing. Clearly, that it was Holy Spirit wow. led to Absolutely. do that. Absolutely, yeah. Know? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's perfect. Yeah. And, I mean, this could be a whole sermon in and of itself, but you're really, it's okay to say that you're our hope, our hope yeah. is to follow in the example yeah. of Jesus yeah, as yeah, he lived, yeah. but we can also follow in. Wow. Don't forget how we are to fill up wow. when he got away by himself to be yeah. with the Lord. And yes, so right, right. I had to kind of, you know, yeah. practice, preach that to myself last night, because I, again, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, is my version of rest to just totally unplug and like scroll on TikTok for hours or mm. should I stop? Should I first of all, thank the Lord for what he's done and then just rest in his breath. Like, find true rest in his presence. And so mm-hmm. anyway, that could be a whole sermon of itself, but um, Can I do a shout out from last night, please, please. So, um, super excited. We've been, um, please don't misinterpret me y'all, mm-hmm. but we've been just having a ton of like Hispanic people come to our church, yes. which has been really cool. 
Um, and last night, just shout out, I don't know if they're Overflow listeners, um, but Emily and Hector. Mm-hmm. Um, I met he- him. Hector's Puerto Rican. He thought wow. you were Mexican. And he's from <laughs> the city that I'm from. No yeah. way. Yeah, like he, they came up to me last night. Just We're just chatting. That's awesome. And I see his PR hat. I, I can hear his voice, his tone. I'm like, I'm like this guy. So What's the word for Puerto Rican? Wait, Boricua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is yeah. that the? I says like yeah, Alex can tell people straight off the island. I don't oh. know if that's what you said. <laughs> oh, I can tell. Yeah, I just heard it in his voice, and I'm like, "You Hispanic?" And he's like, "Yeah, you, you Puerto Rican?" <laughs> like, I can just uh, hear it. But anyway, just wanted to shout out to them. Um, that's awesome. But uh, just so excited. Just I love seeing. Um, you know my Hispanic Hispanic brothers and sisters, and I don't know. It's just always cool to see people in Beautiful. our church, yes. um, just diversify. Yeah, you know, um, it's been pretty amazing. I was just telling Liz last night. I was like, oh, I was like, we get more and more Hispanic people, whether yeah. it's blended families or like just straight Hispanic couples. You know, yeah. but like, um, I love it. Like the kingdom of God is at hand at New River. Like you guys are seeing it happening. So. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention really quick, we don't have to hang out here long, but we had fall fair on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. It was. Um, my story for that is that I had a moment of panic on like Saturday night into Sunday morning, like woke up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, did we push fall fair as an ad? Like I, it was yeah, just yeah. one of those fleeting thoughts. And I was like, what if nobody shows up? Because I, that would totally come back on me. Like I, no. sh- I should have told Greg to, you know, well, the panic, as communications director. Yeah, the panic for you though is we have there's money involved when you talk about food trucks. Oh and yeah, you have uh, bouncing houses yeah. and you have all these trunks and these people like. And will we have just like our New River people show up? Does the community know that we're holding a community good, event? Though. It would have it would have been great. So what but, happens, Allie? Um, about fourteen people, <laughs> fourteen hundred people, okay, yeah. not fourteen. It was a map. Fourteen people came out. <laughs> 1400 people were on our campus which was wild like it was super crazy uh shout out to the parents who waited in that long line for trick or treat y'all are y'all are y'all are the real ones waiting with your kids in the hot sun maybe one day maybe one fall fair we will actually have fall weather i think the i I think it was like four or five years ago where we had a (laughs) a trunk or treat and that fall fair like was cold yeah but ever since then, it's been hot every year. Yeah. yeah. And it rained and misted or drizzled one. Yeah. I but that, that was yeah. nice. We're like, that yeah. one was yeah. a little better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to say shout out. Well, I didn't even print, but the people who do the trunks, like, they're awesome too. Oh my they, God. It's not yeah. like they just open up a trunk and put yeah. candy in there. They go hard with yeah. the decorations. If you weren't here, Charlotte's check out some Web of the pictures. One. Yeah. I've yeah. got the pictures coming. Yeah. Charlotte's Web. We one. played Plinko. They were awesome. Oh, yeah. They still owe me $1,100. You say what? Plinko. Oh, you know what that is? is? It Plinko? Uh-uh. I thought. Why did I think it was? Pl- oh, I'm not even gonna is say it? what I thought it was. Um, okay, yeah. Well, if it's not, no, it is. You put the, the thing price down. Is and right. it, boop, boop, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, they owe me 1,100 bucks. <laughs> that was so awesome. That was the Santiago's. I yeah. talked to them last yes, night. Yes, that is the Santiago's. Hey, and then also, and the Havilands, and they owe me 1,100 yes, bucks. Yes, yes. Also, shout out to the parking team. Parking team. We love the parking yeah, team. They were yeah, awesome. God bless Here's you. Here's the thing: the logistics for Fall Fair are probably the most complicated for uh, the parking team especially. So when we do, our two big ones are Fall Fair and Freedom Celebration. Freedom is okay because as soon as everybody gets here, they stay. So it's a mad rush, but then everybody stays. Fall Fair is constant. People come, people go. I never even thought of that. More cars come. Yes, more cars come. So in our campus, we shut down the main parking lot, which is a couple hundred spaces. So we're lacking space anyway. So Mm. they are parked everywhere. But our parking team, man, they they knew what to prepare for. 
I guess I hopefully the people were patient with us, but they yeah. got in, got out, and they were no one got hit. Yeah, um, that was good. That's great news. Uh, but nobody no, got ran over. Got, so hopefully hard. nobody got flicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a good chance that happened, but no, uh, <laughs> there were a few so people hard. that came in, and they, you know, I guess a lot of people had to park across the street, like yeah, Publix area or whatever, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. It's so crazy. So anyway, thank yeah. you, parking team. Great, great job to everyone all around. We had so much fun stuff, and yeah, it, it looked like everybody was just having a really good time. Yep. So that was nice. Um, so yeah, well, let's dive into the sermon. Um, great message, Ryan. Um, I loved that you broke down these three areas because I think mm-hmm. these are areas that we all tend to struggle with um landing on forgiveness which you know we'll talk a lot about today but yeah. um it's a big deal and i love the um contrast between society how society says we deal with things but then how the bible says that we deal with things and um one of the things that i loved that you said let me pull this up really quick because i put this in my notes but um you had started at the beginning um basically you just empowered us to consult with the Holy Spirit. Well, I guess, no, I'm jumping ahead too much because you did this specifically when it comes to politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, I think that we're doing the right thing in terms of making church, not the place where you just come and get told what to do and how to live, mm. but you're actually being told how to Seek. Fall in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. fall in love with his kingdom and his ways, and then let the values that come from the Bible guide every decision that yeah. you make. And so that's yeah. so much more important mm-hmm. than I'm going to go sit in a service and have somebody tell me who to vote for. Yep. You're actually giving them life <laughs> to be able yep. to follow the ways of the Lord. Like, right. You know, and so one of good. the most important things we can do in a church as leaders of the church is teach people how to um, understand, feel, mm-hmm. and what's the right word? Notice the Holy Spirit. Yes. So if when he gives you discernment, we need to teach how do we know that it's from the Holy Spirit, not our own minds, because mm-hmm. we confuse that a lot too. We say, oh, the Holy Spirit's telling me to do this, but really it's not the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. It's your own mind and you want to do this and you can, and I even said it in here. It's kind of yeah. like when we twist the Bible verses yeah. to fit mm-hmm. what we want, right? We do the same thing with the right. Holy Spirit. So we don't sit on it long enough yeah. So if you have a thought come to your head and you think, is this my flesh or is this my Holy Spirit? Well, sit on it, pray about it, you know, and the Lord's not going to take you down the wrong road if you continue to seek him. But that's the same thing with the politics thing. I don't want to, and we don't, we don't want to tell you, like you just said, who to vote for. No, we want to tell you, here's how you can discern if it's the Holy Spirit. And I ask him, who most closely aligns with your statutes, your word, your direction, that's who you vote for. Well, and so I love that you started the whole thing with that. Um, and you went into this Francis Chan thing, which I had seen that too, which was so good, but where he's talking about, um, the issue with Mm -hmm. our, our generation is that we really do value our thoughts and you can see that that I feel like the, the height of valuing our thoughts was the inception of Twitter. Well, you can tweet every single thought that you have. My question though is like, why, why do we value our thoughts so heavily? Mm to the degree of like idolatry mm-hmm. versus That's if what you claim yeah. to be a Christian, you have to then ask yourself, am I a Christian because it's my parents' faith? Am I a mm-hmm. Christian because I believe in a certain resume? Mm-hmm. Or have I fallen in love with Jesus the Christ mm-hmm. to the degree where now I'm so radically wanting Jesus's agenda over any other American yeah. political agenda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the convictions here, especially within politics, now that we're into this subject, is um, like from surface level, we can all agree and understand like what we're fighting for 
is is um purity freedom like we're fighting for even the future of people's like mental illness right right you know and so we understand why we get so passionate about things but when you um are way more passionate about these things over eternity Mm -hmm. think about it we're literally talking about people's eternity is at stake um and you're not as passionate about theological principles or just practices or your own life or your own marriage or how you treat your kids like all these things that can just go down and down and down that's where then us you know as leaders of church and pastors and stuff that's where we just want to raise the question to you yeah we're not against your views in a sense of like policies or politics and sometimes we may be against it we just want to realign you to like hey how about we get passionate for jesus right. yeah, way more than yeah. you are about trump or joe biden absolutely right you know? and, and that also when you do you're not and you're not you're not minimizing the importance of, of mm-hmm. our government mm-hmm. or voting for the candidate that you feel guys that's that's very important we get that yep. but if that's our main goal right because you're saying if that's the top of, of where your heart and mind goes yep. then you're thinking earthly when yeah. you have a heavenly you should have a heavenly mind yep. um park we always give Park a shout out. Mm-hmm. He yeah, he's said, amazing. Everything we do should be as an ambassador for Christ, through mm-hmm. the filter of an ambassador yeah. for mm-hmm. Christ, because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Meaning, Earth is very important. We know that the things that happen on Earth is important, but that is not where it stops. Yeah. We're ambassadors for Christ. So everything we do, even in our one single little vote for our candidate for president, needs to be mm-hmm. through an ambassador filter for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that too, Alex, because again, I mean, you're talking about following the mm-hmm. example of Jesus. Yep. And so, you know, when people get so bent out of shape about the specifics of politics and policies and all of these like earthly kind of views, that's why they got mad at Jesus too. You know, yep. uh, they wanted him to come fix all of these political type of things. And mm. when it was really like, but the most important thing for him was to meet the woman at the well and to address her heart, you know, and because knowing that if he could address the things in her heart, that she would go back to her whole village and tell everyone of who she just met, Mm -hmm. like this is how things change. And so again, it's this upside down kingdom (laughs) where you think it's to come in and rule, you know, whatever the, like with an iron fist or whatever, um, and the reality is, no, if I can care so much about somebody's eternity, if that's if I do have a kingdom view, then I'm viewing them mm. as a soul that's just lost yep. versus this person who sins that I'm against. Nope. Mm. Nope. We have yep. to change our view. to. Yeah, I think to summarize it, I was just reminded of James one seventeen, mm-hmm. but um, I know we don't necessarily speak like this just because sometimes the Bible can be very uh, poetic and stuff, but, yeah. and then I'll simplify it in a second, but... James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, mm-hmm. coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Mm-hmm. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. But in simple terms, there is nothing good outside of God. Mm. And so with with our, our whole stance on politics and stuff, is we want people to understand the absolute truth that there is nothing good outside of God. Yeah. You know, and so hmm. if you if you memorize political policies, if you memorize uh, declarations or whatever over biblical princi- principles, mm-hmm. there's a there's a heart issue here. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that you don't like? I'm not trying to be mean. This is just no, yeah. Um, as far as like the convicting goes of the Holy Spirit, but like in contrary to like I don't want to compare either, but in contrary to com- um, memorization of biblical principles or verses or how much you know about theology 
why is it that you know so much about other topics but not that much about the Lord? Mm. And so this is where we're just trying to shift hearts. This is mm. our this is really our heart and our heart's desire is to shift our heart to know more of Christ so that when you start to filter things, it's not through an, an American political view or worldly secular view. It is all through the lens of Jesus. So mm-hmm. good, Alex. You yeah. know, and that's all we want to do. Like, like sure. I said, we don't want people to misinterpret us. Like, hey, why do you, like, I loved how you said this, Ryan. We're not going to stand on this platform uh-huh. and tell you who to vote for. Other churches can, and perhaps that's their, that's their assignment, that's their agenda, whatever. That's our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, we're, we're not knocking them either. We're yeah. in agreement yeah. that Jesus Christ is king, yes. period. But for New River Church and from our lead pastor, the vision here is we're going to align, we're going to send everybody, not to Ryan, not to Alex, not to so, so, and yes. so, so. We're going to point everything to Jesus, Yes. you know, because he's king. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit, because we believe he is, we know absolute truth that he's alive and active and he can speak to you through his word. Yes. He can speak to you through his spirit. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we've even heard of accounts where he has spoken audibly to people. You question them, you know, who knows? Yeah, um, ask them about it. Yeah, ask <laughs> them about it. But that, those are their experiences with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, we just want to align everybody to have such a raw, um, personal relationship with Jesus, and He will, He will show you. Yeah. Yes. You know? So that's Isaiah fifty-five, eight, nine that we talked about. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, and so my ways are higher than your ways and thoughts. Yep. When you do align yourself with Christ, what's amazing about that is your thoughts start to become his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not like he comes down to you. No, he yep. brings you up closer yeah. to him. Yep. And he starts to align you with his ways, with his thoughts. Therefore, you're in alignment with, what was with that? his will. Um, last week, I don't know. If, I have no idea if this was a podcasting or just us chatting yeah. around, but uh, we were talking about like we don't want to be those people where – um, the Lord says, uh, I never knew you. Yeah. Like, you know, like yes. you declared with your mouth, blah, 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 but I never knew you. The the uh, the solution to not get to that uh, deceit, uh, is that deceit or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, deception. Deception yeah. is believing James 117, which is there's nothing good outside of God. If yeah. you can believe that with your whole heart and and the only thing you ever grab from is him, then you won't become that person where, then, you know, the yeah. Lord's like, I never knew you. Yeah. Because you knew from the get-go, you know what? Nothing else is beneficial. Nothing else is beneficial mm-hmm. for me. It may be permissible, but it's just not beneficial. Yeah. I'm only going to, like, drink that. from the the well of living water. Yeah, I love that. Wait, say that again? Because, um, <laughs> no, I can't. No, 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 all that. Rewind. No, no, just, uh, but we've said that a lot. Just because everything is... Uh, permissible, permissible yeah. doesn't make it beneficial. Yeah, and so you, you, we got to you know, understand I feel like that. I yeah, lived fire. that life for a long time. Yes, even in Christ. Yep. Um, where it was like, uh, you know, saved, know minimally what I feel like I need to know, but I can still do my own thing. Yep. Um, and honestly, I've, I'll say this probably now till the day I die, but like, what a gift uh-huh. to grow. What a mm-hmm. gift to come into the Lord's ways. Yes. What a gift to know that His ways are better. Yep. Um, because I my ways led to a lot of a lot of destruction a lot of yeah. a lot of a uh, lack of peace a lot of anxiety Heartache, pain, heart, yeah. all of it and so it is good to know to come into that place wow. and that's where like that's my prayer for people and that's a thing no i don't think anybody could have told me i think you could have told me his ways are better and it wouldn't have meant anything to me in that time but yeah. i thank the lord for his like long suffering with yeah. me that he would take me through a whole process to understand yeah. that his ways really are better mm. and that he there really is nothing good apart from him and to There's the place nothing. where like 
I don't want anything that's not of him, you know, where it used to be. And we've talked, I know we talk about this a lot. I feel like we repeat ourselves a lot on the podcast, but to where it's not, all right, what's the line and let me get right up next to it so that I'm not sinning or that I'm not sinning too bad. It's not that bad of a sin. I don't even want to, I don't want to get near it with like a 10 foot pole kind of thing. Just keep it away from me. I just want to stay in the goodness of God. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my prayer for people, but um, so then we go into um, your breakdown of these words. So we did, well, we started with, uh, we started with authority, which I mean, surrender. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We started with surrender. Uh, We'll get to all of them though. If you want to go to authority, that's fine. No, let's start with surrender. <laughs> okay. She wants to keep on track. I, I really do. I, well, I want to try. Um, so surrender. I loved your definition of it. So, well, that was um, Webster, but yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Webster. Appreciate, <laughs> Bro. appreciate you. Good old web. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right here. The word, the, the verse it. is, <clears throat> the verse, <laughs> the definition from Webb is cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. Mm-hmm. So... But I did think while I was saying this, I was like, well, you know, when you surrender to Christ, he's not your enemy or authority. Because then I didn't say the worldly definition, biblical definition might be the same words, but different meaning. Mm -hmm. But what I wondered is like, really what you're surrendering to is your, you're surrendering up your flesh, who is your enemy. Right. So, and coming to Christ, who is your victor. But anyway, so the whole, the whole thought on. What I was trying to do with this is paint the picture of how the world basically views surrender as you're losing. Yeah. You gain nothing. Matter of fact, everything is now taken away from you. You know, so you yeah. basically you die. You, you die and not in a biblical way of dying. Mm-hmm. You you just lose all um, status, all your rights, all that stuff. Well, the biblical definition is you lose your status, you lose your rights, but you gain eternal life. Uh-huh. So the world tells you surrender and die. The Bible tells you surrender and live. And I kept thinking eternal life, but also just such a better life mm-hmm. here. Yep. And I think that's the, you know, it's the the greatest. I mean, there's a lot of great lies from the enemy, but um, is that you're not really gaining anything right. here that you're just like, quote unquote, just eternal life. And even because we can't grasp eternity, sometimes <clears throat> it's like it's hard to grasp. OK, so I'm supposed to give up everything that I love now for some eternity. That's why whatever. that's why the like we received the gift, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. And the beauty about this, especially when we try to think about eternity, is everything that we do when we give up everything and you receive him when you make it to heaven. The reward is him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he and guess this is what's beautiful. Guess what he gives you in return from what he's done through you? A crown. Yeah. But guess what we do with that crown? Throw it at his feet. He throw it at his feet. <laughs> For all eternity, guess what the cycle is? Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey, what I've done through you, congratulations. Mm-hmm. But I don't deserve any of it. Here's my crown. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know? Like That's surrender. That is surrender. Humility. You know? That was humility, if you noticed, popped up um almost under every word. Because yeah. every word requires humility. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things for us. You yeah. know, we want to hold on to that because it pumps us up. Yeah. That's pride. Mm-hmm. But then we know what pride does to us compared to well, humility. It goes back to the whole beginning of this conversation. Like, we do think that our thoughts are higher. We do think that our ways yes. are better. Yes. Um, and it's, we, we make ourselves our own God. That's mm-hmm. our pride is that we think that we are the best. And I, well, I, I think I even wrote it down. 
it was kind of a sassy thought, but it was like, sassy. okay, you're, you're a little bit sassy. It was like, okay, you think you're your own God? Like, go make your own universe then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, you put that, the stars up there. I'll humble you real quick. And, yeah. which is, you <laughs> That's know, the Job story. I, I was just, Literally. that was coming out of my mouth where it's like, where were you? Have y'all seen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have oh, y'all seen talking? the Bible project on the Job story? Oh, yeah. Oh. Incredible. Wow. I the way they pick, they pictured, like, you see Job in the middle and then he's like it's like he goes into like a trance and like the lord shows him all this stuff and you're like oh my god i would if that happened to me oh my gosh that would be crazy wreck you it would wreck you because he's like who do you think you are like but the thing about job like job was not prideful like and this is what Mm -hmm. we've talked about before i don't want to go down this rabbit hole but job actually did have a reason to say what the heck is going on yeah and god's like you don't even have the right to ask me that even though you are in this case innocent, yeah. Because remember, the devil asked, and God gave permission. Uh-huh. So Job is basically innocent, and he still said, "Who do you think you are?" Yeah. You know, that's just saying. I squeak my shoes. So in. one of the so one of the yeah. enemies' names, you know, we call it Satan, but it's I think it's pronounced um, Satan. That I'm not going to try that again. Satan. <laughs> yeah, I see Leo educating me behind you too. <laughs> but um, that word literally means the opposer, and so in this in accuser. An accuser. And so in this Job story, mm-hmm. the whole thing was all these angels are around and there's one opposer named say, Satan. Yeah, who then says, hey, what about this guy? Mm. You know, it's yeah. all these gifts that you've given him. That's why he's so like yeah. righteous. Uh-huh. And the Lord's like, test him. I think he even says, and I could be completely off, so Jeez. sorry. What? But I think... <laughs> nah, the Bible, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> I think he even says, "Let me do this so I can accuse him before you." Yeah. Now that could be wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel like that—that's even in there. Uh, so that's why Jesus says in Colossians, "No, I, you are free from accusation. There is nobody who can accuse you of wrongdoing if you're in Christ, mm-hmm. right? You're free from it all." So the accuser, Satan, has no power yep. because Jesus has taken it. Pretty nuts. Yeah. So oh, you had this Luke. So surrender. Nine, surrender. Well, <laughs> so Luke 9, 23, 24, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. This is one of these hard verses that um, like when you're in sixth grade and they tell you that yeah. <laughs> in your student ministry, you're like, that does not sound great. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds terrible. really <laughs> difficult why, to understand. Why do you want me to follow? You? Why do I follow I a guy who wants me to die? Yeah. You know, and oh, um, this is what first deny. Remember, give up your rights, but take up your cross. And I didn't touch on this one a lot, yeah. but and we know this. We've we've studied this verse probably yeah. <laughs> since you were in student ministry. But it's take up your, literally crucify your flesh. Yeah. So take that a step further. No, he's not talking about your actual breathing life, but he's talking about everything that encompasses your life. So your thoughts, right? Everything you think, everything you speak, all of your desires, Mm -hmm. crucify it all. And he says, that's how you follow me. Think about how hard that is, you know? And, um, oh, shoot, Alex, you said something last night with that verse about honor your wives or yeah, uh, the Lord won't hear your prayers. Yeah, basically. First Peter three seven. Yeah, so like this is not a game, you know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Lord says, in order to truly follow me, you must crucify every desire that you have that yep. comes from the sinful nature. This is not some just little fun activity. Yep. This is die to yourself. I mean, that was that Tim Ross thing where he's saying, hmm. you know, to anyone who struggles with either some sort of sin or just is just hasn't met the Lord yet, is like, hey. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. 
and wants a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you and wants a relationship with yeah. you. But that's part one. Yes. Part two yeah. is now you come and die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that it. was that whole good news, bad news, exactly. which like yeah. it's oh, yeah. it is it's an, all good news. It's all good news, yeah. but the the bad news is it tends to be like you gotta die. Yeah. But it's actually the greatest news of all time. Yes, and. Um, I love how you said that step one was recognizing who Jesus is compared to who you are and how it should make you fall at his feet. But then the more you grow closer to him, the easier it is to crucify your flesh because like you said, you see the abundance of blessings and joy he pours on you on this earth. My phrase of 2022, I mean, this has struck me, but like my phrase of this year that I will carry with me forever is what a gift it is to die to myself. Mm. And you don't know, know that you don't yep. know that when you're in sixth grade, and wow. you don't know what you don't know how gross how gross you mm. are yet. You know you don't yep. know how sinful you are yet. You don't know yeah. that you you don't know how. Um, I don't mean this to sound ugly, but you don't know how dumb you are yet. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know that your thoughts aren't like his. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a long time to yep. understand. I really know nothing, and everything in my flesh leads to death, wow. and everything in the Lord leads to life. It is the greatest gift in the world to be born again. Yeah, you know, and so is. I feel like that—that's my realization, or like, just the the thing that rests heavy on me is like, I just want everybody to know the greatest gift of dying to yourself—that you don't have to live in your sinful nature and mm. be such a slave to your sinful nature, because you are, whether you realize it or yeah. not, and, and until you have crucified it in Christ, you are a slave to your sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Every desire that you have, you're like a wild animal, and you just go after it. You know, yep. like, yep. Um, and people who have been there, you know that what I'm saying is the truth. <laughs> yep. If you haven't realized it yet, I hope there's a day that like you'll realize it, not being a slave to Christ doesn't mean that you're not a slave to something else. Mm. And so you you hear, you're like, I don't, to be a slave to Christ, to crucify my flesh, like this is dark language and <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to be free. You're not free. You're no. a slave to your flesh. That's yeah. what I, I just read. That's funny surrender frees you from the burden of self-service yes and we again our minds get so confused of i need what i want to make me happy i gotta have what i want no that you're a slave to that and that that place brings you like you said down a dark dark hole jesus wants to free you from that burden of self-service because you don't know what's best for yourself absolutely only he does absolutely there was i we i think i brought that quote up last week too it was another one i saw on social media but it was um a disciplined man is a free man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to fit that in. Yeah. I just couldn't. No, yeah. uh, hey, it's right here. Um, <laughs> Found an it, yeah. undisciplined man is a slave to his emotions. Yep. And I think that for myself, I've you know talked about even like food addiction and stuff on mm-hmm. here. I wasn't free in that. You know, mm-hmm. if I had a good day, I would treat myself with unhealthy things. If I had a bad day, you know, like yep. treat myself with unhealthy things. So it's like um, insert whatever your struggle or your like mm. stronghold is, but um, you're you think you're free and you're not. Uh, you know? I have a story that makes me a little vulnerable, but maybe people can relate if we you have kids. No, this happened literally yesterday before we came to this marriage yeah. thing. That's why I was also just so broken, but internally broken mm-hmm. with my wife. So as we said, we were all mega tired. Yeah. And uh, yesterday I go home and just, oh, the kids, man, and I love my kids, but oh, they course. wear me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even like, hey, Dad, can we go play? Because that's, I love that. Yeah. It's more of like, hey, can I have this? Or I want food, or I'm hungry, or uh, can I do this? Yeah, yeah. And then Judah didn't take his nap, the youngest so he's one. tired. Yes, yeah, our youngest, our two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So he wants, since we had trunk or treat, he wants 17 pieces of candy. Yeah. And he finds the bowl no matter yeah. where you put it. And so when we take it away from him, it's immediate zero to 100. Yeah. So emotions are high or whatever. So I thought, that what you just said is in my anger, I lashed out mm. and I was just like, just everyone get away from me. Like, leave me alone. Like I need space. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and then it, it, I was undisciplined. Mm-hmm. 
and I was a slave to my emotions. Ryan, listen, what? same. So I'm talking about this food stuff like it's hypothetical and in the past. This was me yesterday. I get home from work absolutely hmm. exhausted knowing I'm about to yeah. go and do another thing that is beautiful and amazing and I wouldn't have rather been anywhere else, but another thing that makes me feel sleepy. <laughs> yeah, And so for sure. I went home and wasn't even hungry and just was like rummaging around in the kitchen. Just, but I, and I hmm. could, t- I knew I was eating out of emotion. It wasn't that I needed it. Wow. It wasn't anything like that, but I could feel, I felt a little unhealthy after yeah. I. Well, that I was about to say, so, yeah. so as soon as I lashed out, what happened? I, did I feel good? No, shame. Shame, Absolutely. guilt. And you know what? We, Shelly and I, on the way to the thing, we're, no, I'm sorry, we prayed. That was one of my prayers. I was like, Lord, give us patience. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. he knows, you yes. know, he knows what it's like to be a father. Well, and it's not the shame from him. It no, is, no, 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 no. It's the, uh, it's the reality of our sinful yes. nature that leads to death. And, and you think life, you know? that lash out of everyone get away yeah. is going to make you feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, man, it just took me down. And so our, our thought was like, man, what if we would have, Shelly prayed it, help us not quench their spirit, uh-huh. their innocence uh-huh. by their dad or mom, but you know, yeah. she didn't, <laughs> their yeah. dad yelling at them for something like climbing on a, a stairwell. Right. Wrong. You know, it's like, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting their innocence more than anything wow. because of the way I'm responding to them out of my emotions when I could have just taken a breath, walk yep. outside for a second, mm-hmm. breathe yep. a little bit. So anyway, yep. that whole, man, be in control of your emotions is huge because you don't know the impact yeah. you're making on other people. Absolutely. The intentionality too, like with little kids, they're little human beings. They have a bucket to be filled. Yes. And so in our selfishness or in our tiredness, we make dumb decisions at times. Rash decisions. Yeah. Rash decisions towards our own children, to our own first ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the whole thing where we just got to pause and go, okay, what bucket do they need mm-hmm. filled? Mm-hmm. Do they need time? Do they need a presence? Um, and so that's where, like, at least for me, I've just realized, okay, if I'm giving a lot of attention to one of my kids and the other two are starting to act, are starting to act kind of like um, in their flesh, in a sense, like, what can I do to fill that bucket up, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. It's just one of those things where it's just like, how do we um, – just help them not be so crazy sometimes, right. you know? Yeah. Um, because I know, believe me, I know how crazy it can be. Um, but I always think with my kids, all right, what can I do? You know, do I just need to hug them? Do I just need to say, I love mm-hmm. you? Do I need yeah. to, you know? And yeah. I, sometimes I just say, hey, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And then if they can verbalize it, all right, let's do that right now. Mm-hmm. Let's get it out. So that then next thing you know, they're chilling. Yeah. I was about to say, the only thing, you know what they wanted was attention. Yeah, yeah. they want attention. And in my selfishness, I'm like, I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, I didn't bring kids into this world to mm-hmm. say, I don't want to talk to you. Right. It's to yep. give them attention, love, and care. Yep. N- now, we're all human. Oh, So we sure. make mistakes. So <laughs> it's this is a, why we yep. all need Jesus. Right, okay. exactly. Yep. It's not like, you know, it's time to move on and, yep. get, and then do better yep. next time. Yep. One but, thing that happened to us this past week, too, is like my oldest son just turned eight on Tuesday. And so on birthdays, you know... And we hype it up oh, in our yeah. in the Quintana house. Like yeah. it, it's a big deal for our birthdays and stuff, um, especially towards our kids. Um, and so Jay's got a lot of attention. Well, the next day, I can tell that Noah was being a little bit in his feels. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be aware. Like again, the Holy Spirit just through discernments, like, hey, remember, he didn't get as much attention. Wow. And so then Liz and I had to pivot. All right, mm-hmm. what are we going to do now for Noah? Yeah. And it's not about necessarily like. Um, that he's entitled to some sort of like we have to spoil him right, now yeah. just because we, it was his birthday. No, but we just there's there's 
things we can do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so whether it's just, all right, just let me just sit down with him and play a video game or just give him some sort of attention yeah. or like, hey, do you need a hug? Because <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Noah loves to hug, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just these little things that I hope that you guys just take with y'all and little nuggets, you know? So yeah, sure. the point is, we obviously we can all do better in different areas, but yeah. it's not to sit in it in the shame. It's to recognize, okay, that was on me. Apologize to your kids mm-hmm. or whoever, and then move on. Mm-hmm. Don't do better next time. Don't sit well, in it. And then the whole big truth of this is like, this is dying to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh and yeah. It is a you know think about us. Think about without the Holy Spirit. That think of every scenario we just described without the Holy Spirit. Wow. The comfort I, of when yeah. we failed. You know, like yeah. the gentle correction that there is a better way to be a parent. There's a better way for me Mm. to handle my emotions. There's a better way for, you know, whatever scenario was Ryan, but like, um, there's just a better way, you know? And Mm -hmm. so anyway, that's the, the sweetest thing is that this very harsh sounding verse, you know, Luke, 9, 23, 24, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, mm. take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will save it. Like these hard verses, um, you just come to understand it is the sweetest thing. It is. Um, so anyway, so, good stuff. So surrender. Uh, yeah, I loved how, and Shelly actually said, going real quick back to this and, and then we'll move on. She said, you know, one the world really tells you when you surrender, you give up something that is rightfully yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you, you, But to truly surrender to Christ is that you recognize that nothing yes. is yours. Yes. You know, so it, you, it even takes You're that We're not taking anything off. to heaven. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. You're taking that burden off of you. Uh-huh. So the world says, no, 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 no. Hold it. Hold it. That's yours. That's yours. No, nothing uh-huh. on this earth is yours. Brandon said this in his prayer last night, and I was like, it was such a good visual. He was talking about like, how basically as we make ourselves our own gods and have our own little planet spinning in our own little universe. Of course, <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, I know. But but it, I night thought night. about it when I was it like, was ease. I was a, like, I yeah. thought it was such a good visual. Yes. Like we, you've got your planet over here of money spinning status, yep. job, like yes. all your little things. Mm. Will you bring them into alignment with you? And I was like, are you kidding me? That's, are you kidding me? Beautiful. Um, so Dang. it is, it's bringing it all into alignment um, yeah. with what God says. Yes. Um, so, um, moving on to it was authority next. Yes, it, yeah, that was number two. It was good. Um, let me. I, I wrote down something for this. I need a bold in that because I lost it. I know I've lost my notes on. Sorry. This. Well, what I said for authority, and it wasn't because I think everyone, especially at our church, remember we're we're talking about our church on a Sunday morning. Most yeah. people know. Oh, I need to come under the authority of Christ. So what we yeah. we turn it. Yes, that's your ultimate supreme. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things in the Bible that says come under the earthly authority that Christ has put into place. Yeah. And that brings some controversy. Oh, you know, because yeah. even in that, and this is why I was saying where you could take each one of these words and do a whole sermon on, because when you For think sure. about it, I have questions like how, why, I don't even know if I want to go into this, but why would God put our political leaders mm-hmm. in authority, especially mm-hmm. some that we, that we don't <coughs> agree with? It's, mm-hmm. It almost doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I can understand the Bible says that. But I want to know the insights right. of God to say why. The mysteries of the Lord yes. and how it all is a plan for yes. a greater mission. Yes. You know, people would wonder, yes. like, why would you have XYZ communist leaders over these countries? Absolutely. And why are they, you know, so much darkness and devastation? You yeah. Know? And, um, and you say it's from the Lord. Yeah. And then right. even, yeah. And then even the him. sneakiness of, you know, for us in American politics, like, why would you put those leaders uh-huh. in power? You know? Um, and then the hard thing is. When you believe that, then you know that you you still submit to them. Yep. And the hard thing is submitting to someone when you don't agree with them. And yeah. it's not just political leaders. I know that's what we focused on in the beginning, but uh, bosses mm-hmm. and um, teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a student, I mean, all those things. We're still called to submit under them, even if even if they're not 
Is they align up to your views? Well, that's like, this is probably one of the sneakiest things for believers to think that somehow we're outside of or something. Um, And some people Mm -hmm. will almost use, people do this a lot with Jesus, like somehow twisting Jesus, the scriptures, to then support something that's actually not biblical. <laughs> it's yep. like, you know, so it, that's why it's it can be such a tricky That's why thing. I said that in the beginning. We yeah. you twist scripture to make our opinion right, yeah. even though you're doing something very yeah. dangerous here. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Because even under, so when you think about people who have leaders, but then because of who their leaders are, because of the policies that are in place, can't even say the name of Jesus, can't worship him, are persecuted because of it. Mm. And you look at them, and and it's like, but they mm. still they submitted to the supreme authority of Christ, but mm. ultimately, you you know what yeah, I'm yeah. like I've I've I kind of lost. But remember, you lo- going on that, but if it's you like, lose your life for the sake of me, you'll you'll exactly. Gain it. It's not exactly. about the earth. And, I'm in our and so that, time. But that's what I think about for no. Christians, and not that it's a bad thing to want to defend the Bible, not that it's a bad thing to want to defend your faith, but you know, God forbid, our country ever becomes a place like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, mm. the reality is like you may lose your life for your faith, you know? Yep, and um, yep. I, Brandon and I have talked about that before. Yeah. Just as things do feel like sometimes they become increasingly more hostile against oh, 100%. in our country. It is. Um, it specifically, is. not that it's not been a worldwide issue for a long time, but like specifically here, it feels like oh, it is. Christianity it is. is the one that's attacked yeah. right now. No, you know? there is a very, very pinpointed, specific um, spiritual attack against Christianity. Yes. Like, it is what it is. It's like they're not hitting any other religion, yes. any other like beliefs. It is specifically the Bible. It is specifically Jesus Christ. Yes. Like you can't say that name. Yes. You know, um, you even saw like, in, especially during the COVID era of non-gathering, you would see people say, hey, you can now gather, but you cannot speak the name, meaning you can't sing. You can gather, mm-hmm. just don't say the name. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you can't sing. Like, think about how crazy this is. And this is all, like, you can see the parallels even in Mm -hmm. Old Testament and Mm -hmm. New Testament. Like, this is nothing new. Right. You know, but it is such a pinpointed attack from the enemy towards Christians. And um, it is so deceptive. So, I don't know where else to go with it. But I'll just... (laughs) Uh, But some of the things that you said that you don't submit because you agree. Um, You're submitting because you trust the Father. And Mm. I think that that... I said that? Yeah, you did. All right, let's go. I mean, it's in my notes, so I guess you said said it. Um, But, you know, I think that's that's just a huge thing for for people to understand. It's not necessarily that you're like, yes, this is the most perfect thing, but um, listening to the Holy Spirit, trusting the Father that Mm. if he has given you authority to submit to. And not that I'm going to say that it's a lost art Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I do. There just is, because there's such a lack of humility, because we are in a generation where everybody values their own thoughts more than anyone much, else. Yeah. Speak as much, yeah. Speak it what you want. Authority is almost obsolete in some places where it's like, you can't tell me what to do. You yep. know, there's yep. so much pride. It's it's crazy. So anyway, this is one of those, I think, really beautiful ways that we show to the world a different kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, when everybody else says, like, you got to... Mm you got to take what's yours and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I like what you just said about like, uh, I just thought like individualism, mm-hmm. like. Yes. Again, we're trying to get people out of the the uh, entitlement of whatever you feel entitled to yeah. and give every right to the Lord. Yeah. And so if we can stop being so within ourselves and mm-hmm. we stop within so like, oh, I just want to own land. I just want to be me and mm-hmm. only my family. Is that really, really kingdom minded? Mm-hmm. You know, is that on mission for Christ, 
You know, is yeah. there a love for people because eternity is at stake? Yeah. You know, um, this is that's th- tough stuff. To, to oh no, I know. It, yes, yeah, it is. I know. It really is, and that's die to yourself. It is. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm just sitting here being convicted. We did. Um, we did also because it's important to say that we said this. That doesn't also mean you blindly follow yeah. any leader if he draws you away from from what Christ says, from the Word of God, the ultimate authority, which is which is God Himself. Well, I don't know other scenarios, but I do. That's kind of where I was going with that whole thing. It's like, so the reality is, if you are living under a government that says you can't speak the name of Jesus, that you can't, that you cannot confess Him as Lord, mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't follow that. Well, that's what you would, Daniel. You would die. They you said would you, say mm-hmm. you can't know. pray. So what yeah. did he do? He prayed. What did yeah. he, do? he get thrown into a lion's den? What did God do? Shut mm-hmm. their mouths. Yeah. The yep. lion's mouth. Yep. So right. I mean, th- there are. We still have our our morals, yeah. right? We still have our heavenly the rights, kingdom values, the kingdom yes. values. Yeah. and so, and that's why I put in here. It's kind of what you said about just because it's permissible doesn't make it right uh-huh. or um, beneficial. Beneficial. Yeah. I, I'll get it one day. No, it's good. There's <laughs> different translations, so you can. Yeah. But fall in love with your own translation. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be, just make it. But I said in here somewhere, it just came to me that you know, just because something is made legal doesn't make it right. right. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that the government might make legal, but it's not. I love that, dude. Correct. When you said that, I was like, yeah. yes, because um, for all the people that really want, um, I don't know, if they're in love with marijuana or they're right. in love with certain things, like um, at some point, because I've even had this question rise up, like, hey, if it becomes legal in South Carolina, would it be mm-hmm. permissible? Man, ask the Holy Spirit, like, because, yeah, you can get into the topics of, like, okay, well, then why is, like, smoking a cigar, right? You know, like, there's all these little avenues, and so it's not about, like, us as leaders saying, this is black and white, is legit, ask the Holy Spirit, is this good for you? Does this lead Mm. you to him? Like, what is, why, why are you doing it for? You know, like, um, again, is it something that you're just trying to satisfy the flesh for? Uh Because those are the things that we just need to get away from. You know, it's good to rest. It's good to be with friends and just like, you know, watch a movie or do something fun. But like at the end of the day, when we talk about the things that we consume within our bodies, you really do need to ask the Holy Spirit, hey, is this For sure. is this right? Once again, yeah, it's not. I do have a very strong opinion on that, mm-hmm. but um, it's not our job to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah how you live your life. Well, hold on. Let me, you know what I'm saying? What you put in your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our job to tell you, seek the Holy Spirit yeah. and allow him to tell you. He's because the Because people have different convictions and people do different studies. And like, we know, like if we're going to talk about like CBD and all that, like there's a lot of health benefits. We get all yeah. this. And this is why it's like, from the stage, you're not going to be like, hey, don't do this right. in a sense. Mm-hmm. But for real, it is a person to person thing. Like, please ask the Holy Spirit if this yes, is for you, yeah. you know, because there's medical ways to approach it. But then if you're just doing the self-satisfaction, like, wanting to get the right. high you know then this there's a different avenue that that's a touchy subject it's it really touchy. is you know? i know i i have a i have a friend who can be hyper at times well guess what he resorts to cbd gummies it doesn't give him the high mm-hmm. it calms him down and he's mm-hmm. like i've tried the other medications from other doctors it makes me feel like a zombie it makes me feel like this mm-hmm. i just do one when i just need to be in the in the presence of people and it just chills me just a hair yeah, yeah. And so then there comes this thing with like, hey, what's your conviction? What is your belief? Like, hey, it's you and the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like you're doing anything crazy. Like, I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. right, throwing right. it out there, but for well, real. Well, like, again, if your mindset is, hey, Lord, tell me where the line is so that I yeah. can cross it versus I want to pursue holiness. Yep. What's holy? What's good? Yep. He'll show you those things. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say just to, because that, that is a touchy subject. I'll just quickly share. My my thought is what it says in First Peter. I think it's First Peter. 
be sober-minded. Be sober-minded, yeah. And the thing about, now, I don't know the details of CBD, to be honest, so I don't yep. even speak on that, but I do know, I know with, like, anything. marijuana mm-hmm. that it's not like you can take a little bit and still be sober-minded. Mm-hmm. It immediately changes your mindset. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to me, that is completely against the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yep. And um, so that that's how I feel about that. It's a little bit different with something like alcohol, I'm not going down this road either, mm-hmm. yep. but to me, uh, having a one drink or two drink until you get to that level of, whoa, 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 whoa. Like my yep, mind yep. is now being altered. Marijuana doesn't do that. Yep. Neither does any other drug, you know? So yep. that's just my opinion on that. But again, you seek the Holy Spirit. If you have convictions about that, um, then yeah. be all, and if it's illegal, the Lord. it's illegal. Right, it's illegal. <laughs> like, Honestly, that's, that's, that's an why, absolute black and white. That's why I will always vote for to make it illegal mm-hmm. yeah. so that's not even a discussion because yeah. when it starts getting illegal legal when yeah. it starts becoming legal then all these things arise well well it's legal and i can do it no yeah. you no the, what does the word of god say yeah. that's just my thought on that yeah. Yep. yeah yeah beautiful um, wow we've been very political today we've talked about a lot of i mean we've well i mean because we're so <laughs> we're so in love with the kingdom of god that is a politic mm-hmm. it is a political thing right. you know what i'm saying yeah. like we're so for that mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is this to me hits a lot of um, beliefs and principles of earthly thoughts, you know, yeah, like so for sure, which is good because I feel like sometimes people don't equate that. Yeah, that it feels like there's worldly things and then there's biblical things. Oh. Everything should be. That's what this whole thing was. It was how to have a biblical worldview on worldly things. You yeah, know? Yep. Um, so anyway, um, another thing you talked about was cancel culture, which I thought I'll I'll never get over oh, the anti cancel culture talk. I love it so much because oh, there's just no grace in nope. our world anymore. And this is yet another way that we show mm. that we're different than the world. This is the way that we show kingdom values. You and I did a podcast on this. I like, think so. And I had no idea what it was. I thought it was cancer culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had right. no clue. This was like two or two years ago. I mean, this is like in the first Yeah, because that's when it got really yeah. hot, that the whole yeah. Yeah. I'm on social cult. media a lot. So it was like- uh, Well, and that's what I- yeah. I could just see everybody get canceled. Like, yes. It now sense. it's almost like a trigger. Like you're looking at somebody post something, you're like, whoop. <laughs> Are careful they, now, you're going to get canceled. You're going to get canceled, um, Or let's become part of our language. Oh, don't cancel me, you know? Wow. Um, but it's just such a graceless culture that we have. And, like, how cool would it be for people to see us in our grace and be like, oh, that is different, you wow. know? Yep. But um, uh, the world just wants yeah. to, like, immediately treat people like trash if they – and that's that's what's so hard is, like, you're expecting someone to ha- to be absolutely perfect at all times is basically what you're saying. They can't say one wrong thing. Mm or they're a garbage human. They can't say one wrong thing and then change their mind. Mm. Um, and because even if even you know if a celebrity does something or whatever, even their apology then gets criticized. Well, you're yep. only saying that because you got canceled. And it's like, yeah, probably. They probably had some time to think about what they said yeah. or did. And then they're like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So it's like we're creating this whole scared culture, people who are mm. too scared to say or do anything because they're going to be, you know, canceled for it but i i actually do have hope that like maybe we're turning a corner like mm-hmm. well, some of these I've people do seen, need to be canceled just saying that's, that's <laughs> not, and that's what's hard like if you can yeah. start canceling joke, everybody then the, actually, the people who actually do need to be canceled yeah. are like yeah. not really but like people who are just no i know i'm kidding yeah. yeah yeah but going back to um people being their own gods yeah the, the thing about canceling oh, yes. it is well, there's only one yeah. person that can cancel yeah. anything yeah and so if you try to cancel, you're trying to be God. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. Only God can cancel. Yeah. He's the only one that has the authority, the right, mm-hmm. you know, and we're over here trying to cancel things as if we're God and we have things in control and we have the right. And it's like, 
No, no, no. Put that right. Away. When you cancel people, you don't help help them see truth and restore them. Yep. You shut them off, yep. and that's that's what it's about. God, like I said, God well, did not cancel us; He restored uh, us. Yes. He showed us truth and allowed us to accept truth and be restored. Well, the whole bigger picture of this, the whole thing, like you, the thing is that you see it on social media with celebrities, and then knowingly or unknowingly, it can kind of be how you just treat the people in your life. Well, and man. I think you kind of touched on that too, that all of a sudden it's not just about if a celebrity said something wrong. It's like you're take, you can kind of adopt that same mentality. And it's like if somebody around you said something that they shouldn't have said that you're like, oh, well, I can't be around you And anymore. you harbor I, I, it. Or, yeah. yeah, and you kind of put a wall up between that person. And again, that's kind of what yeah. you were touching on, Alex. Like we're we're just creating – I keep having this – um visual do you guys remember the lorax Did you mm-hmm. watch yeah the orange yeah, yeah the orange yeah. guy yeah so in this like society they just all ride around in their little bubble cars and then mm-hmm. when they get home they like close their garage behind them and then they like it, everything yeah. they're just it's like a singular society you're just yeah. mm-hmm. you're one little unit by yourself there's no real being around other people mm-hmm. you're just you know and i think isn't that, that what the devil's trying to do to, i mean to, that makes perfect sense yeah he wants you to be all alone. Yeah, but in other words, he's trying to divide you. Yes. Exactly. And so um, I can't remember the 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 <laughs> dictionary word for this. Was it antif- antiphasis? Antithesis. Antithesis. Ant- the antithesis. So the Lord, this is what's beautiful. I had a conversation with Brandon on something about this, and yeah. his mind was pretty blown. But Jesus, God, the Trinity, they didn't create unity. Mm-hmm. They have always been in one right. union. Yes. Have I heard this? Did I hear this? So I don't know if Brandon shared this with yeah. you, but I was telling Brandon, I was like, he didn't create unity. Like he's always been yes. three in one. And so the enemy, the opposer, has always tried to, you know what? If I can just divide, wow. if I can get you alone, mm-hmm. it is the most antichrist thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. And so, um, <laughs> Liam, do you remember how it was phrased though? Division is the antithesis of the Trinity. Of the Trinity. And that means a person or thing that is in direct opposite of someone else or something else. But think about that. I mean, eternity always blows people's brains. Mm-hmm. And to think that God didn't necessarily, he didn't create u- unity. He's always been in unity. Yeah, It's not like a new idea, like, hey, let's create this thing that we can all be one. No, no, no. It, he, it's, it's his nature. Yeah. And so the enemy is always like, man, I need to divide. I need to divide. I need to divide. If I can get you in that bubble, if I can get you in that bubble, if yeah. I can make you be your own God, if I can make you be prideful, if I can self, if you can have self-satisfaction in your life daily, yeah. if I can get you away from his presence. And that's the importance of forgiveness. Because Literally, forgiveness I'm just like that. that. It goes into forgiveness. Literally. Yeah. And, and the reason why is because he led the way. Yeah. Yeah. He forgave right. us first. That's again on the, the cross. Everything that we preach is all because it's been an example of Jesus, yep. and we take that example forward. Yeah. So um, that's the picture of when you when you hold these things in. It's it, once again you're making yourself the judge mm-hmm. against that person. And I think Robert said this: forgiveness means you hand it to God and allow Him to judge. Mm-hmm. Where you take it out of your hands because none of us can judge anybody for anything they have done mm-hmm. to us or to someone else. That's God's position. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when we forgive, we say, God, we trust you to judge how you see fit. Well, it's, these all built on each other. So yeah. it starts with surrender. Do I trust God to handle yeah. this? Do I trust him with my, with, do I trust him with my emotions and how I feel? Um, do I trust him to get the justice, you know, that he sees yeah. fit? 
will do I trust that his justice is better than my justice? Um, it's it's a surrender. Ooh, that's another sure. good one. That's I mean, another good one. Your justice, even though as much as you want it, will never be as good yeah. as God's justice. Yeah. And that's that can wow. be hard. And so let's go, perfect let's will land on this uh, forgiveness and reconciliation thing too, because you know we wanted to talk a little bit about that, um, because that can be really really hard. But one thing we know, and this is things that when people hear forgiveness, there I feel like always like a few phrases you'll always hear. But this whole thing that forgiveness is for the other, it's for you more than it is for the mm-hmm. other person, mm-hmm. is just a truth. Yep. Um, you know, like cliches are cliches for a reason, right, Liam? Um, and so. It, it really is. It's just more about you letting go. It's not mm-hmm. harboring something in your heart. It's not allowing something to be bitter and turn your heart back into a heart of stone that God wow. has already given you a heart of flesh. But bitterness will do that. It'll make yep. you hard against people mm-hmm. and relationships. It'll make you scared and fearful and um, it'll just close you off. Um, and so it is always a bit more about you than it is the other person. I also think it is a beautiful act of trust to the Lord. Yes. I mean, it, it's intimacy. It is. It is intimacy. It is it's not, it's really not even about whatever the other person did to you. And I know there are egregious things that people have done to, that have done to other people, Mm -hmm. um, that feel unforgivable, that feel, I mean, truly horrific, like monstrous evil, like there are terrible things. Um, but I say this with (laughs) Brandon, I've been saying this, I say this with peace and love. (laughs) Mm. Um, there is nothing like intimacy with the father when you're walking through a process of forgiveness. It is a process of trusting him that his way, who's knocking on the door in the middle of the podcast? I'm just kidding. Well, no, <laughs> what you said, what you said is the point um, of forgiveness is mandatory, reconciliation yes. when and where possible, because yep. there are, like you said, egregious things that Terrible. people do yeah. that that's why forgiveness is between you and God. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you must reconcile mm-hmm. with someone who is, just absolutely they don't necessarily need a space in your life especially when you come from the place of um uh, this is one of the things that was highlighted in our sermon planning meeting was especially when you're coming from somebody who is uh unrepentant they Mm -hmm. they're you know like they they are they're not dealing with it between them and god what they did they're not coming face to face with the things that they've done there's no humility in it there's a lot of pride um if you're not you know, it's one thing if somebody comes to you with humility um, and says, I really am so sorry, you know, that that's big of that person. We all mm-hmm. know how, how much we don't want to admit the things that we've done wrong. Like most of us wouldn't do terrible, evil, egregious things we would hope. Um, but there, there is a, it's like, wow, this person really is sorry. That doesn't mean that they necessarily get a space in your life right, that you say, move forward with you don't that. Be best friends, yeah, no, even still. No, no. Um, and I, I think it's important though, like we just said, uh, God does desire reconciliation, yes. um, in any situation. We even said this in marriage where the Bible does give two, two different references mm-hmm. to reference references to where biblical divorce is okay, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make it an excuse. Mm-hmm. Just because those events occurred, that doesn't mean God wants you to mm-hmm. divorce. He still wants reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So just to say that, he does in yeah. every situation mm-hmm. want it. Um, but like you said, mm-hmm. there are just times when you need separation. Mm-hmm. You need space. You can forgive. You can even reconcile to the point of, mm-hmm. I, I believe you. I know you're sorry, mm-hmm. but we need space. That's still reconciliation. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because there is no more... Yeah. And it's releasing a lot of the stuff that's just in your heart and mind. Um, and I'll tell you this, even, uh, you know, I've had, I've had to, I've required forgiveness a lot, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. in my own life, not been a perfect person. And there, you know, things that I've done, I wish I hadn't done and required forgiveness. I've also had to extend forgiveness, but I will tell you that in my forgiveness 
processes, the one of the greatest things I ever heard, and this was from a, a dear friend, she saw some things that, you know, just were not great. And she really came alongside me mm-hmm. and supported me. And there were, I kept telling her the way that I wanted justice though. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, here's what I want to do though. And it was the greatest little nugget she ever gave me. And so I hope it brings some freedom to whoever's listening. But um, it was a simple phrase that God is your witness. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you what that did for me. At any time, because, and those feelings continue to rise back up. You go a week and then you're like, but I want, I want everybody to know this. I want everybody Mm -hmm. to know the truth. I want justice. Mm -hmm. And to go and be able to say, but God is my witness. Mm -hmm. And is there a greater witness in the world? It's, it's better that God is my witness than I go tell what a few people in the world, what happened. Um, So anyway, I just, I hope that that brings some, some freedom to people that God is your witness when it comes to this forgiveness process, like however you want to go, you can trust him that he saw what happened. He knows what happened. Now trust him with the results, trust him with the reconciliation, trust Mm. him with the, the process to free your heart up. Um, he he's faithful mm-hmm. to do that, you know, all the time. So, Can I went. just be honest? And every time y'all say nugget, it makes me think of chicken. <laughs> it does. I thought about that last it, night. It's I'd me like too. Chicken, I almost had that. Yeah. I almost said that last night, but I was like, no, I don't want to get too, That's funny. too distracted. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You said I was like. I mm, think we should probably just chicken. start calling them chicken nuggets. I got one little chicken nugget mm. from the Lord. And it just today. means little, <laughs> little, chicken little chicken mini, <laughs> little chicken mini <laughs> of bro. wisdom. That's awesome. I don't know where we are in time on this podcast, but it feels like we have just talked and talked and talked. Well, that's it's been, just a it's good been amazing. Really we good. we went we went some controversial topics there, but I hope y'all heard our heart in that. And um, you know, it's okay to disagree too. By the way, yeah, it definitely is, and it's also okay that you know we're all in process with the Lord. Yeah. And, um, you know, changing and hopefully that our thoughts are becoming yeah. higher. Our ways are becoming mm-hmm. higher. Amen to that. want them to be like the Lord's. That's good. Um, so um, thanks for bearing with us, grace with us, as we are also all in process of, you know, learning the ways of the Lord yeah. um, and dying to ourselves. Wow. You know, um, it's a tough process. But guys, thanks for attending yeah. me today. Sal, you did a great job. Yes, oh, thank you. Um, you guys did a great job. Aww. This is, it's honestly the coolest thing. I just get to come and talk to uh, my friends about Jesus. Yes, because we're Man, best friends. Okay. Um, well, you guys are awesome. Um, I'm not necessarily wrapping up with a sailor because we have, uh, we've, this whole thing is just glory to the Lord. He's amazing. Let's go. Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, so guys, we'll be back next week. Um, this Sunday, can I talk about what we're talking about? This I would Sunday? love for you to. This Sunday, we are going to kind of talk about um, this gray area. It's, um, as with most gray areas, they're not really gray areas. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. things that we can address biblically. Um, this topic of um, self, uh, it's really I'm calling like it spiritual warfare, but yeah. it is like spiritual warfare. Yeah. It is spiritual warfare. It's things that we see in our world, mm. like spiritualism, new age type of stuff, um, progressive Christianity, progressive Christianity, th- ways that. Um, the spiritual realm, we can kind of think that we're a part of that because we're in a spiritual realm, but it's not, it's actually not of God. No. Um, it's not God's ways. Um, it's not the Christ life. And so anyway, we're going to kind of talk about some of those things like, right, like crystals and mm-hmm. manifestation and like all that kind of stuff, just addressing that so that people can be in the world and be able to identify yeah. what is Christ, what is not. Yeah. I literally have when we mix Christianity with something else. Wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. So we'll have that on Sunday and then we'll kind of talk it about it more in depth uh, next week on the podcast. I'm excited. So don't miss it. Can't wait. Um, all right. Thank you guys. See we'll you see guys. you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you'd like to learn more about New River Church, visit our website at newriver.church. You can join us for Sunday services in person and online Sundays at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. And check back here each week for new episodes of the Overflow podcast. We love you, New River. We'll talk to you next week.